Thank you for listening to We Have Ways of Making You Talk. Sign up to our Patreon to receive bonus content, live streams and our weekly newsletter with money off books and museum visits as well. Plus early access to all live show tickets. That's patreon.com slash we have ways. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Achtung, Achtung. And uh, by the way, Achtung. It, it's been a great pleasure. We've we've seen our first sign with the word verboten on it. Verboten. Verboten. Raus. Raus. Verboten. Anyway. God, well, it's like, good, wasn't it? Because we had a few yeah. yavols yesterday. A that few was yavols yesterday, and today we found our first verboten. So but, we're, yeah, all, we're all we're all smiling. Quite happy. Now we are. Where are we, Jim? We're at the Zorpa Dam. The Zorpazi. The Zorpazi. Yep. Which uh, stretches uh, out before us, a glorious pleasure lake, a marina. Yep. Um, uh, to our uh, to to the right there, and a some sort of. It curves on round. Cruiser, curves on round. It's pleasant lakeside houses. It's a lo- it's a lovely spot, although it's um, bitterly cold here today. And there you see a cormorant skimming low across the water, reminiscent yep. of six one seven squadron. However, um, and this is this is some broadcasting segueing. That is not what happened at this dam. No. You, what you don't have is the lengths coming in low over the water to attack this dam. Why? Well, because this is an earthen dam rather than a gravity dam. So the gravity dam has this kind of, you know, the Myrna, it has a 140-foot base. It has a, has the big wall, which is flat against the water. Yep. And then it is angled on the reverse side. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's got a little shelf at the bottom of silt. Held, held in place by the water, isn't it? Yeah, so the, the force, water pushing the up against it. The force holds it together. The force of the water. Yeah, yes. And, and this isn't a physics podcast. It's been established no. many times. No, no, no. We're not good on that. It's Whereas this basically is a huge earthwork blocking the valley. Yeah, so what you've got, you've got, a, you've got a basically a massive concrete slab uh, sitting vertically at its heart. Yeah. And then you've got slopes either side going into the water and on the reverse side. In, and so that's interesting valley, yeah. because you can see completely how deep this is. And it is absolutely enormous it it contains gargantuan amounts of water not quite as much as um the the 200 million cubic meters of the ada but it's it's monster yeah. i mean the over there down there the valley is a fair a fair drop so we've some idea of how elevated well this it's dam is about 200 feet isn't it i'd say yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that at least at least 200 feet i'm getting better at judging uh, so you and you can see here, can't you? You can see that we're standing, we're astride the top of the, the Zorpa Dam. Um, in the uh, middle, uh, yeah, in the middle-ish. It's 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 the widest of the three dams. It's yeah. seven hundred meters wide, and you can see Langscheid, which is the uh, which is the village on the hill overlooking the lake, which you know back in the day would have overlooked the valley. And this is this is problematic because, of course, the upkeep is designed for attacking gravity, gravity dams, dams, not yeah. earthen dams like this. But as everyone, as as Barnes Wallace was keenly aware when he was doing his assessment of the dams, the value of getting this and the Myrna together added up to considerably more than the 
some of their individual parts. Right. So you want both. You really, really more want than both. you want just one. Yep. 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 Exactly. Because they're both the major dams that are feeding into the Ruhr. Right. So you that know, double whammy is a is something you really want to aim at. But because it's a different dam, the upkeep's been designed for gravity dams and to use specifically for hitting hitting the hitting the the dam wall hitting the dam wall and using the using the pressure of the water blah 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 to knock the dam down you can't do that here no you can't and there and the and there isn't a weapon a heavy enough bomb because after all barnes wallace goes on to design grand slam tall boy earthquake bombs 10 ton bombs that are designed to be dropped at hypersonic speeds crack things open then explode them and blow them open which sounds like what you'd need for for this, if you're yep. going to use anything, but that doesn't exist. So the upkeep is essentially repurposed. Next best thing, you turn off the rotation, the gyroscope, yep. and you try and drop it on here. And you drop it. You still want the benefit of the water pressure. Yeah. So, so the idea is to is to drop it absolutely in the centre again. Yeah. Because the centre is where the pressure is greatest. Yeah. Obviously, I yep. mean, you know, we're not physicists. As no, we I can work. Out, I reckon but, I can work that out. But I we can work that yeah, out. Probably. Yeah. And, and you let it then <laughs> roll down the side of the bank. Until it's under the water, yeah, at whatever depth, and then boom, off, off it goes. goes. Yeah, and yeah. causes a lot of damage. So obviously, the lower the damage is, the yeah. the, the more effective it's yeah. going to be. Because yeah, and also, well, a lot to repair. Yeah, yeah. So the second, yes, that's as important as anything else. And so you are still relying on the water pressure. You are still relying on the depth charge element of the upkeep. Yeah, but you're not having to. Come in low and low and slow across the water. No, There's and no actually Joey lights. was just making the point, wasn't he? That if you if it was a gravity dam, this would be oh, a dream because look you're at looking it. at you know three miles worth of yeah of running. Yeah. There's none of the sort of kinks of the that there is at the Edize. No. There's no flak here either. Um, no. Like there is at the Mona. So you no. know. So but so but you can't do that. So what you've got to do is come in straight along the dam. Yep. Right. So who's doing this? So this is the second wave. So the second wave, rather confusingly, takes off first, as we've already... It's right, Air Force. Yeah, yeah, you know, so there is some logic to it. So Satterley is the... um, Harry Satterley is is the SASO, the the senior air service officer. Yep. uh, Staff officer, rather, at um, Ralph Cochrane's Five Group headquarters in Grantham. It's Vincent's house in in Grantham. And he sends over to... Um, Gibson and Whitworth, who is the station commander at Scampton, yeah. on Monday the 10th of May, he sends over a draft operation order for the bombing of the dams. Yeah. And on it, the Zorpa is very much the third target. Yeah. So the Myrna and the Ada are the primary targets, then the Zorpa. And then there's a, then there's four other minor dams yes. yeah. that can be hit. If you, if you, you know, it's all proved such a success and you've got a few spare upkeeps, then yeah. you're going to have a crack at them as well. Why but they're he, much smaller. Why is he... Because if, if Barnes-Wallace thinks you get these two, you get the, the Myrna and the Zorpa, then why is he made this decision? Why has he well, demoted the Zorpa? Yeah, I think that's all to do with... The fact that this is all very last minute and yep. last plan, and you know he he hasn't sat in on meetings with Barnes Wallace, and he probably hasn't even seen well, and also, Barnes but also, Wallace's paper on the. Dam. But also, this isn't they've been training to fire an upkeep, correct? A, a, a skip an upkeep across the water, a, a dams like that. Yeah. And the fact that that you can't do that here means well we we haven't trained for this, so we're yep. gonna we'll deprioritize it. It's got to be that, right? Yeah. And on the original first wave, he's got, you know, Gibson's got all his top top people yeah, in yeah. that first wave to attack 
So the, with the first, the idea is that the first wave is going to attack the Myrna. Yeah. Knock that on the head, then go over to the Ada. Yeah. And then the second wave is going to attack the Zorpa, and that yeah. is the secondary target. Yeah. So when Gibson twiddle sees Satterley's operation order, he's asked uh, Satterley has asked him to return it by Wednesday, the twelfth of May. Yeah. So he twiddles around with it and does, and sends his list of pilots that he's you know the, in the first wave and the second wave so someone like you know les monroe and yeah. joe mccarthy are both in the first wave yeah in the first plan yeah then what happens is that barnes wallace turns up on the saturday yeah and they all go off to off to um um to whitworth's house to kind of chat it through with dingy young henry morsey who's the other flight commander the self-effacing yep. old etonian yeah and also john hopgood who is Gibson's best mate from yeah. 106 Squadron Days. Yeah. And he then does the order again. And, and he rearranges it. He rearranges he? it completely. Yeah. So he puts Munro and McCarthy, who were originally in the first wave, into the second wave. Yeah. And that's because, having talked to Barnes-Wallace, they realise that the Zorpa is absolutely yeah. the second target, not the Ada. Yeah. Yet, famously, it's not breached... Um, you know, the, the Mona and the Ada are breached, which, which suggests, doesn't it, that actually the upkeep's fine on, uh, on uh, is a good gravity dam weapon, is viable on gravity well, dams, uh, and that the training has worked because they haven't tra- they haven't trained to deploy. I mean, the, well, they haven't trained to deploy the upkeep. Let's be they honest. They haven't really trained to deploy the upkeep, upkeep at all. F- full stop. But, but if anything, it, they've trained to do this because yeah. what they have been doing is low-level bombing runs yeah. over the wash and all the rest yeah, of it, yeah. and, and over these other lakes. So actually. This is something they're much better trained for than actually doing the main attack on the Myrna and the Ada. Right. Because all you've got to do is just drop it. Yeah. You know, what they've been training more than anything else is low-level flying. Yeah. Well, so... Cross-country, low-level flying at night. Well, so why wouldn't you... I mean, so why wouldn't you come here first? Well, because the number one dam is the Myrna. Right, Okay. This is the second... Right. So what you want is you want to split your forces so that you're giving equal weight. Yeah. So what Barnes Wallace reckons is it's going to take five upkeeps. So he's got nine going to the, on the first wave doing yeah. two dams, and he's yeah. got nine going well six in the original initially yeah. going to to here, and then a further three in yeah in the reserve. In, in reserve, yeah. So that suggests to me that this is actually he's recognising that you need at least. You know, nine people, yeah, nine nine um, Lancasters, almost certainly to come here. Yeah. yeah, the whole point about the reserve is to give you kind of flexibility. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that's not what happens. Well, so, no, because the, because, because the, hardly any of them make yeah, it. The second wave get off to a bad start. They get off to a very bad start. Les Munro gets hit. Yeah, um, his his um, intercom is completely out. He can't communicate, and yeah. if you can't communicate, you simply cannot yeah. fulfil the mission. And by intercom, you mean. His internal comms in his aircraft are damaged, yep. so he can't speak to his bomb aimer. Probably the only person he can speak to is flight engineer, because they're right next but to each other. By and, yell, you know, only by yelling at each other. Yeah, yeah over the din of the engines. You yeah. cannot do an operation of no. this complexity and difficulty no. in those circumstances. No. So he has to turn around. So the other person is, right, in, is it, Rice. Is Rice, and he's flying so low that the upkeep is torn off the aircraft by the sea. Just as they're approaching the Dutch coast. Yeah. Water is in the aeroplane. Yep. And as the uh, as the upkeep yeah. unshackles, it hits the tail. Yeah. And so they're then bumped, banged yeah. up. Yeah. Not the, the tail toilet. Wheel. Smashes the toilet, the chemical toilet, yeah. which I'm most concerned. I'm most toilet, concerned about because if there's one time you're going to need that chemical toilet, it's just after you've 
<laughs> smash the upkeep <laughs> off <laughs> and you're undercarriage. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, we've got to go home now, but uh, ooh, 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 that went straight through me. I need an Elson toilet. Yeah. So there he goes home. So he goes home as well. I mean, it's just it's And as he's arriving back at Scampton, Les Monroe comes in under him, doesn't he? Yes, that's right, because they yeah. don't know that... They don't, but they know, well, Monroe can't talk to anyone. Well, yeah. Rice gets back first, but he's, so he's yes, circling right. around he's to try and burn off fuel. fuel. Yeah, yeah, because he, he hasn't dumped, he hasn't got to dump his weapon. Monroe has to, or well, he doesn't have to dump his weapon because his weapon's dumped itself. Yeah. Monroe returns with an upkeep, yeah. which is, uh, you know... Landing or, or, with it. Landing with it. All the stories of bombers landing with bombs on board are, are, horror, are terrifying. And the fact that the upkeep sits so proud from the aircraft, you've got to be certain you're un undercarriage are all in full working order or, or you're... Yep. Your toast. So even though he doesn't get, I mean, you know, he doesn't get to fly to the dams. So probably that may have saved his life, Les Monroe's yep. life, maybe. But he's still got a very, very dangerous trip back and a very yeah. dangerous prospect of landing. <laughs> Absolutely. And the fact that Rice survives is just... Yeah, it's incredible. when you're that low. I mean, the whole problem about flying low is that you've got no room to manoeuvre should yeah, something yeah, go wrong. Yeah, you can't correct a mistake. Yeah. You know, and you can't bail out and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. You know, so um, to actually have water on board. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so low. I mean, you're so low that you're ripping off your upkeep. Yeah. Oh, jeepers. I mean, that, that just makes me feel... And the upkeep's about that tall, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, in yeah. circumference. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means you're basically four foot off the ground. Oh, God. Less than. Ah. Well, and then also Vic Byers gets shot oh, down because yeah. he's Because yep. he's the interesting thing is the, the meteorologists, when they get, you know, so there's, I've, I've got this friend called um, um, called Simon, who um, Keeling, who's a meteorologist. Yeah. And he just specialises in doing um, meteorology for, um, uh, for pilots. And he had a look at all the historic... Yeah. weather charts in the run-up to the raid yeah. and the charts that were given on the day and he also looked at what the um what had been put in the in the um navigators logs beforehand because yeah. they were briefed a bit earlier than everybody else the navigators well and the navigators all kind of wrote normal day fair weather didn't they yeah they, they put literally zero yeah you know wind speed zero yeah and it wasn't it was between it was between 10 and 19 knots which yeah. is quite you know that's that's decent well and if you're expecting nothing that's enough enough to knock you off course. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If you well, you have to. So so when you're going over, you've got you've got no visual markers obviously over the sea, so you're having to do everything by dead reckoning. Yeah. And you have to take drifts every so often. Yeah. Um, so you have to kind of check how fast you're. And a drift is you throw a little you throw a little sort of flaming uh, uh, thing out of the aircraft, and you see how it then performs outside the plane Correct. as it goes into the breeze. Exactly, and they're so measuring it's pretty rudimentary. Well, they're, yeah, they're measuring wind off that. Okay. Yeah, and occasionally mm. you're going up and you're 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 rising up to take a G fix yep. because you have to be over 150 feet yeah. to take G because of the curvature yeah. of the earth. But so the minute you switch on G, Germans try and scramble it. Yeah, but so, you can do it so, pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. But but the point is, is the minute G switched on in England when it starts transmitting, yeah. there might be two stations. The Germans are alerted to the fact that... No, so the G is on all the time. That, it's on all the that, time. That's on all the time. There's these but, three but the, stations for but G. But there are people saying it's being... Some of them record it being scrambled, don't they, they're, they're in yes. their logs. Yes. The, G, the G's being interfered with and But you only pick working. up the G when the pulses are going back, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, right. so so you you switch you have your G set on your plane. Right. That goes up. That sends off a pulse back to the right, right, back right. to the thing. Yeah. But if you don't send the pulse, then they can't yeah. pick it up. Yeah. So that was switched on at 20 minutes before kickoff. Yeah. 
There was a sort of intruder sweep cancelled, wasn't there, for early in the evening? And all yes, that. and they were going to send some, some mosquitoes kind of near the Myrna Dam to kind of, you know, distract them. Spoof distract it, the flag. Yeah. yeah. spoof it. And that was also good. Gibson was against that. Yeah. He just thought, no, let's just do our own thing. And I completely see why he might think that. If yeah. we're going to surprise them, the surprise has to be... Complete. Complete. Because if because the yep. last thing you want you want if the if it takes the flat guys five minutes to wake up you want those five minutes yep. you don't want them expended on someone else yeah yeah basically so the problem you've got with that first wave is is you know they they're, they're basically the first Vic has gone yeah the other problem is that Joe McCarthy is about to take over he's supposed to be the first plane off yeah and um uh, oh and then um Barlow's plane gets hit yeah. With Charlie Williams on. Yeah. The yeah, 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 yeah. Who we've got on between the lines. Yeah. So who gets here? This is, the, this is the question. Who actually who actually comes... Because we're going to talk about... Actually, although this looks simple, because there aren't any towers, it looks relatively flat in that direction. But, yeah. But, but everything's relative when you're flying at 60 feet. Super well, relative. So the other problem is that what we've, we've yeah. jumped on is about Joe McCarthy. So he's yeah. supposed to take off first. Yeah. And then he finds oh, yeah, he hasn't yeah, got yeah. his navigation navigator card. Yeah. His plane is dis. He runs up the engines. Yes, so the magnetos don't work. The magnetos don't work properly. So he goes to get on the spare. And the problem is, is that might the engines then might seize up, yeah, yeah. and you, then you're in yeah. big, big, big trouble. You simply yeah. can't fly that. Yeah. So, but there is a spare that's been flown up from Boscan down that, that, off, mor- that yeah, morning. Yeah, that morning. That morning. Yep. That's T been for used, Tommy. That's been used for testing. Yep. And doesn't have a, a VHF aerial in it or something. There's yep. stuff missing. They scratch build something to make the yep. radios work. They get in that aircraft and then they discover that the compass has not been swung. Yep. Now, I mean, all of our listeners know how to swing a compass. Everyone knows that. But it's basically the idea that... I mean, so what, what, the what problem, could be more simple well, than what swinging the a compass? In the, the problem in this Lancaster is its compass has not been swung. And what that yeah. means is they haven't, they haven't altered the compass to account for the enormous piece of metalwork that's the upkeep and its engine and its magnet, magnets and yeah. drivers and all that, that that would cause a compass to come off. And what you do is you... You figure out what the swing on the compass is, what the deviation on the compass is, and you adjust it so that you you, you know where magnetic north lies. And they haven't done that, so we can't right. so we can't navigate. Yeah, is what that comes down to. The yep. compass in the aircraft, they can't, or they they don't know if the compass in the plane is accurate. Is what that means. Yeah. So they get out of T Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, they get well, they, well, no, well, well, by this point, Joe McCarthy's absolutely blowing a gasket. Yeah. So Keystone he's, he's cops really, them really, really, forwards. And, and Joe McCarthy's interesting because he's a he's an American. He's a former kind of yeah. life life. Um, you know, lifeguard. Yeah. Who's decided he needs to do his bit? Goes and joins, crosses a border to Canada. Yeah. Joins the RCAF. Well, worth worth mentioning that this is, uh, in terms of a, a bomber command effort, this is a Duke effort. It is a massively plus, Duke plus effort. the odd random yank. Yeah, loads of we've got Australians, New Zealanders. Yeah. You know, Les Munro's a New Zealander. Les Knight, Mickey Martin. Yeah. Um, uh, Norman Barlow. Um, they're all Aussies. Yeah. Loads of Canadians. Loads of Canadians. You know, we've said it before. We'll say it again. You know, Canada always punches above its weight yep. in the Second World War. I mean, the thing is, and that, and in that sense, this is completely... That's what the that's how Bomber Command's running its crews. Completely. It's, it's completely representative. And, and, you know, when we talked before about how a, 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 an attack on a target like this is, is representative of the Bomber... Actually representative of Bomber Command's approach, yep. which is to stymie the... German war machine, any way you possibly can, and that—that's what this is. It, it doesn't stand out as, as a raid in that regard. It fits the pattern completely, quite perfectly. So do the crews. So yeah, the crews are completely. Even though it's supposedly an elite squadron, the, 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 that shows that the level of training is is 
perfectly good for everybody wherever they're from. Well, within, that's within, what I, within the within the Duke realm. Yeah, I mean the thing about the, the whole elite thing um, is you know it's hilarious because you know it just isn't. Yeah, six one seven squadron under Len Cheshire becomes an elite squadron, but it absolutely isn't in no. May nineteen forty three. And you know there's a lot of experienced people, people like Dingy Young, Melvin Young, um, who's one of the the uh, uh, um, uh, flight commanders, you yeah. know, he's pretty experienced. He's an older man at 27. <laughs> um, um, Maudsley's experienced. You know, Hopgood's pretty experienced. Uh, obviously, Gibson is. Yeah. But there's a handful that haven't even got to 10. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Because it, it, they can't fill it. Well, you know, they're, well, they're looking yeah. for volunteers and, you know, it's quite hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting you say he's 27, so he's one of the old ones. But I mean, and we, we always, when people talk about the Dams Row, they say... Gibson, he's only 24, he's so young. But, but, but you know, we talk about this at breakfast. Ask a 42-year-old to do this. They go, no, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing that, it's ridiculous. Yeah. No, I can't do that. Yeah. No, no one can do that. Don't be so stupid. And I, so so the, it, this is relying on, this is a young man's game, this entire thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Joe McCarthy's interesting because he's the one American. And he's, he's big, square-jawed, good-looking, yeah. six-foot-two, you know, blonde-haired, big, muscular guy. Yeah. Big character. Classic American. Yeah, not to be pushed around. Yeah. Um, he's an extraordinary fellow. I mean, he was really interesting because it, when he, um, when they came in, they said you know, they arrived at Scampton. You know, they'd mm. volunteered and they came from, I think they came from 97 Squadron, if I remember rightly, um, at Woodhall Spa. And Johnny Johnson, who was his bomb aimer, was due to be married. And when they got there, Gibson cancelled all leave. <laughs> oh. So Joe said, right. We're going to go and see Gibson. You know, we're going yeah, to go yeah. see Gibson immediately. And he went in, stormed him into his, into his office, and he said, "My bomber is getting married on Monday, and he's going to get married on Monday, and you're not going to stop it. And if you do, we're out of here." And Gibson went, "Okay, fine. <laughs> going to get married. Good luck." Well, so there's Gibson the Martinet, not quite, not yeah. quite uh, as much as he's been depicted. Yeah. And the amazing yeah. thing is, when I went back there with, um, I went to Gibson's office with. With Johnny Johnson in, uh, I guess it must have been 20, 2013, something yep. like that, 2012. And um, so 10 years ago. That was the first time he'd been back in that office since that time he'd been in with Joe and Joe had said, right, my bomber was going to get married. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But, but then why would you go back in there? I mean, yeah. I, you know, well, no why, reason to. why would you? No reason to. So, so But it, wow. was just, it was quite a moment. That's very strong. That's moment. Anyway, so so right. Joe's getting mad because he hasn't got his his compass card. He's he's having to borrow a car, career offer. You yeah. know, he's rushing around like places. an idiot. And and you know they're half an hour late basically. Yeah. But the amazing thing about it is they are first here and they get here at quarter past midnight. Mm. Which in which aircraft? In T Tommy. In T Tommy. So in the one with the unswung compass. So he still manages to uh, make that work for him. Yeah, no, because they then they then sort out the they compass then do fix before it, they yeah, fix yeah. compass, but they don't fix the VHF. Yeah, and he gets there and he's expecting which, to. Which, they've caught up. Well, which means he's flying here without knowing what else is going on. Hasn't got a clue. Hasn't got a clue. Can't talk to Scampton. Can't talk to the other crews. Can't talk to anybody. No. So it was essentially all right. Well, then we'll we'll fly to the Sorpa Dam. We'll just get on with it. And we'll just get on with it. But when they get here, they're expecting to see four others stooging around. Yeah. But four others are not here because because yeah. Rice and Munro have gone home. Bars yeah. is dead. Barlow's dead. Yeah, they don't know this. 
They just can't see anywhere. And they think, oh, well, OK, there's well, no one here. And the dam's still very much intact. We'd better get on with it. No, they don't know what's happened to the others. But it's entirely possible that the others have got lost. Uh, aside from... He yeah, he doesn't think they're dead. Uh, no, he, he just, just doesn't know. All right, well, I'm here first. Okay. I'm here first. OK. Well, He's a bit surprised because he lost. He yeah. set off half an hour late. But actually, he gets here about the same time that the others, the first wave, get to the yeah. to the Myrna. Let's take a break and then we'll talk about how he attacks the dam and, and what happens here. Because this dam was not breached. I'm Anthony Scaramucci, former White House Director of Communications and Wall Street financier. And I'm Caddy Kaye, US Special Correspondent for BBC Studios. I've been covering American politics for almost three decades. Welcome to The Rest is Politics US, brought to you by Goalhanger. Go on, tell us, were those donations you made, like Obama in 2008, was that idealism? Were you hoping to get something out of these campaigns that would serve your own business interests, for example? So I think this will either make this podcast incredibly successful, Caddy, or people <laughs> will be horrified and they'll shut it off right now because I'm going to be very real with you. The Obama donation, I had gone to law school with President Obama. We were not classmates. I was a few years ahead of him. It was 2007. He was then Senator Obama. I had a check in my breast pocket. I went over to the senator. I said, Senator, I said, you and I didn't really know each other in law school, but I'm about to hand you a big check. Can I lie to my friends and tell them that you and I knew each other in law school? <laughs> well, Obama looks at me, had the best smile in American politics since Jack Kennedy. Forever. Yeah. He lights up. He looks at me and says, I'll tell you what, if you double the amount of the check, we'll take it back to Hawaii. Okay. And I looked at him. I said, you're done. I had another check in my pocket. I ripped it up. I doubled the amount of the check. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've been to more White House Christmas parties during the Obama administration than the Trump administration. In this pivotal year for the United States, democracy and world affairs, Britain's biggest podcast, The Rest is Politics, is launching stateside. Uncovering secrets from inside the Biden and Trump inner circles and how they shape the world's most important economy, but also the global economy too. New episodes are released every Friday morning. Just search The Rest is Politics US wherever you get your podcasts. Joe McCarthy gets here. So Joe McCarthy gets here, yeah. And at about quarter past midnight. And as we said at the start of this, he's not got to fly in, you know, straight and level at 60 feet with his searchlights up to the dam and, to the, and, and to all the that, dam and the perpendicular dam face stuff. He, what he's got to do is fly along the dam or, or across it, depending on yep. your taste, but slightly off centre so yep. that he can drop his upkeep so it sort would of, then roll down. So sort of there, yeah. Yeah, roll down into the water and then explode. Yep. But Barnes-Waters, remember, reckoned it was going to take five yep. upkeeps. Right. So the whole point, so why Gibson changes it is so that he reckons that the Myrna should be comparatively straightforward. And assuming they hit it where they're going to hit it correctly, yeah. you know, one or two should probably do it. Mm. Then you've got a mass to go and attack the Ada, which is problematic. But you've got five in this initial wave, and then you've got five in the reserve wave to pummel the Zorpa. Yeah. Why have you got five in the second wave? So that you've got five bombs coming over here. Because that's what they think they need here. That's what they need but, here. But you've only got one. Yeah. Which is McCarthy. He's the only one from the second wave to make it. Yeah. So his issue is that that church tower over there, 
Um, and over the last couple of days, I've come to appreciate how low they're frying. Yeah. Um, if that, I mean, that's not a that's not a particularly that proud steeple, is it? It doesn't. No, it's 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 the highest point of of of, it, of the village. But it's enough. That's the issue, isn't it? Yeah, it's, and that's a enough. good two hundred feet high, isn't it? Yeah. And the problem you've got and thirty is, is feet you're above here down, is then you've got to level out. Yeah. And he, he can't get the angle from the hill of the on hmm. where Langshite is. Yeah. Down onto here. Yeah. Because he reckons he he needs to, to to drop it accurately exactly where they need to drop it. It's not sixty foot; it's thirty foot. Yeah. So he keeps doing this run, and then he gets dummy run. Yeah. He he actually manages to negotiate that bit okay. Yeah. But the problem is, is you've got to get low. You've got to drop down off there, off 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 Langshite, the village. Yeah. Onto here, then you've only got a second or two. Yeah. At thirty foot flying straight and level, before you've then got to pull up again, or else you're not going to clear the hill on the other yeah, side, yeah. on the northern yeah, side. Yeah. Even if you veer off yeah. to, to port or to the right, left, but, you, but veering veering banking is a mug's game at thirty feet anyway. Yep. I mean, the thing is, we do keep coming back to the fact that this is impossible. This entire thing but, but, is impossible. That's why people think it's a PR stunt because it's too good to be true. <laughs> it was cooked up by some PR boys. Yeah, it was like the uh, moon landing. It didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but my three most important moments of flight are the Wright brothers, this, and the moon the landing. Didn't happen. So two Wright of them, brothers. The so two of them didn't. Have, the Wright brothers didn't no, do, do it, it either. <laughs> You are listening to Conspiracy. <laughs> we, Should we yeah. set up another podcast? Yeah, it's all conspiracy, about conspiracy. Conspiracy theory. Just didn't happen. Yeah, it just didn't happen. We have ways of making you paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We're going to bend people's minds. How many, how many, so how many dummy runs does, does Joe McCarthy do? Well, he does... So he pulls... A, he does about... Five dummy runs, Jeepers. and and then um, Johnny Johnson is the bomb moment. Yeah, does four. Yeah, they also they can see above them. They can see night fighters. Night fighters circling. We don't yeah. seem to have, or not circling, but flying over. Yeah, they he's woken up. Uh, Joe McCarthy's woken up the village. Yeah. Um, uh, and you keep doing it over and over again. You are drawing attention to yourself. Yeah, someone's completely. someone's done doing that. Yeah, and he that, that's hello, not, and it's, hello? it's their tail gunner who go, goes, "Can you?" Yeah. Hello, yeah. Lancaster, Lancaster of of Sopersey. Hilfe, Hilfe, bitte schön. Hangs up. Yeah, and so on. Yeah, I mean, so they go round. So they go round and. And, and the tail gunner is the one who goes, oh, for goodness yeah, sake, can't we just yeah. get out of here, drop the bomb and get yeah, out of here? And yeah. they go, no, you know, we come all this way. We've, got to, yeah. we've been training for this. This has got to be as accurate as we possibly yeah. make it. And it's only on the 10th round Jeepers. that Johnny Johnson finally feels happy and says, you know, bombs away. Gonna. Gonna. And they do drop it pretty much where exactly they meant, where, where they, they, where they, they to, meant yeah. to. But, yeah. you know, the point is that, that, that Joe has got to work out how to fly this. Yeah. So that's why he needs a number of runs. Yeah. And he's working out how to drop down, get across it, then go up. But he's not but sometimes he's kind of veering over to that side. Sometimes it's just, it's a bit too far out into the water. Yeah. yeah. So it's only on that tenth one that Johnny is happy that it's gonna drop the bomb exactly where they need to yeah. drop it. It does, and it causes a huge massive you know the thousand foot pume of water and all the rest of it, and they go off, and then they fly off to the off to the uh, off to, 
up north and they see the Myrna Dam. Yeah. And they, and they can see it in the moonlight. They can see this huge breach. They can see the yeah. water, Torrent of water gushing over. Yeah. And it's just the most extraordinary sight. And of course, Johnny, who's in the bomb aimers bit, has got the bird's eye view. Yeah. Sees the whole thing. Sees the whole thing. So then, then nothing happens. And eventually it's Ken Brown in the reserve, who's the only other person to get here. Yeah. Because two others get lost. They can't see anything because there's fog in these. And you can see, oh, we're surrounded by hills here and little valleys. And you can absolutely see how on a warm, moonlit night, you would get these little mists in the valley mm. floor. Mm. So they can't they can't find it. But but Ken Brown does find it. Again, has similar problems to Joe McCarthy, but also manages to drop it pretty yeah. much where the right they need place. to drop it, in the right place. And the damage is, at, you know... Barnes-Wallace's estimate of five was probably about right. Yeah. Because the damage is really, really extensive. It's incredibly bad, so much so that they have to drain the entire lake to repair it. Right. Make no mistake, this is a massive pain in the arse for the Germans because, you know, to empty all this, it's it's the losing the water that is the destructive power of the of the gush of one thing. Of, of the flooding is one thing but but the number one ball lake yeah. is having to lose the water in the lake yeah and that's what they have to do yeah yeah uh, and, and repair it and you and know obviously repairing this is not as complicated as repairing the Myrna or the ada down, yeah but 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 bang for two your and buck. a half two and a half de- of the biggest dams in the in the whole of germany that's a well, pretty happy boom, that. and bang for your buck, that's two crews here. Yeah. If if that's your metric, yeah, um, that's pretty good, isn't it? I mean, the thing is, is the thing is, is um, Barnes Wallace does then does is then I mean, uh, partly as a result of the dams raid, is then greenlit for making the earthquake bombs that 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 will be able to do a thing like this yeah. by by design rather yeah. than improvising with the with the with the upkeep, which is yeah. what they're doing here. I mean, I think I think that. You know, the bomb is so well known as the bouncing bomb. And again, that's a preposterous idea <laughs> that to simply use it as a, basically as a, a great big depth charge. Yep. But at low level is extraordinary, really, that they're, that they're doing that. It's interesting they didn't think they could bounce it in. You know, because it's like, like we were saying, it's, it's perfect, isn't it? Yeah. But it's not. Well, why not? Well, I don't know. I mean, here we are correcting the judgment on that. <laughs> they got it all wrong. They got it all wrong. You know what? It was just didn't terrible. Even, didn't even happen anyway, remember? Didn't happen, mate. <laughs> yeah, didn't happen. Damn busters, didn't happen. It's a film. The film is the, film is the only evidence there is of it happening. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it, 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 is, it is interesting, isn't it? Because even, even though this is, they've not, got to do the, they've not got to do the bouncing bomb thing that people know so well, it's still really tricky. It's still really hard. The crews are flying at their absolute limit, at the ca- limit of the capability of the, of the Lancaster. They're, they're training the whole thing. It's ridiculous. Again, we're back, in, we're back in the, how the hell did they pull this off? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, is that each of the three dams has considerable obstacles it's, it's, yeah, to it. Yeah, its own problems, yeah. You know, the Myrna's obviously it's defended. Yeah. So that's a problem. Um, this one is just the kind of angle of attack and getting in and yeah. out is is tricky to get to the right height. Yeah. The Ada is the same, but for different reasons. Yeah. I mean, incredibly difficult bits of flying. And that's assuming that you've actually got here in the first place. Yeah. That's the Zorpa. That's the Zorpa. 
So, so a, a semi-success. So that's, yes, number two in our cut out and keep guide to the uh, <laughs> Dams Road Dams. Um, uh, there's a party of school children coming. So we need to probably vacate every quickly. sound recordist's deepest nightmare. So we need to stop and uh, move on. Thanks for listening to this uh, Sorpa edition. It's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna, sir. Um, and also the scene of our first verboten of the trip, which we're yeah. very happy about. Yeah.